Thanks for listening to the Best of Coast to Coast podcast. Become a Coast Insider to hear the rest of this fascinating conversation and check out recent shows where we learned about scientific efforts to revive the woolly mammoth, the latest in military drone technology, and the mysterious Shroud of Turin. And you can listen to those programs and many more amazing Coast shows by heading over to coasttocoastam.com and signing up for Coast Insider. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast with Dr. Brooks Agnew. Brooks, when you and I first started talking 100 years ago, <laughs> it seems like that sometimes. It does seem like that. We were talking about expeditions into the inner earth. Uh, I think you were going to, you were trying to get a uh, get on a Russian trawler or something, weren't you? Well, it wasn't a trawler, it was a Russian icebreaker. Uh, at the time, we were talking about the Yamal, which was a, I don't know, post-Cold uh, War uh, vessel that was uh, changed over to private ownership, uh, Murmansk Shipping Company. And, of course, then the Yamal got retired. It was a nuclear-powered icebreaker. And uh, they have since launched a new line of uh, icebreaker. The new one is called the Arctica, and it is, it is quite the ship. So there, there's still hope for an actual expedition. But a lot of work has been done on other fronts. And uh, amazingly, we have recently analyzed data about another planet in our solar system called Uranus uh, that is actually made up of two planets. Two planets? Collision? Yes. It turns out that Uranus was... Uh, impacted with a planet twice the size of Earth. And that's why Uranus is tilted so violently on its side. You know, Earth is tilted 23 degrees on its side. And what we, what we discovered is we started researching all these ancient civilizations for the Ark of Millions of Years series, is the ancients talking about an event that was just cataclysmic, uh, a combination of, of, you know, global flood, but also, you know, a violent heavenly change, the whole atmosphere change, the whole way that, uh, that uh, you know, we see the sun and the stars and everything changed. And it was, uh, it was so cataclysmic and it was so universally recorded by all these ancient civilizations that we came to the conclusion that Earth might be made up of two planets, one 4.5 billion years old, and one about 6,000 years old. One a very high vibrational matter, and the other a lower vibrational matter. And in the ancient writings, they call this temporal matter and Mm. spirit matter, which is really not that uh, outlandish when we consider the human body. I mean, we're spirit matter inside this, what I call a biological transducer, which can last for up to 100 years, but... But we're not our physical body, really. We're this animated, you know, wonderful being on the inside that that makes this body move around. It's the same thing with Earth. It's the same thing. We have a tremendous amount of life energy. The ancients called it a life energy that comes out of the center of the Earth, comes out of what they consider to be a void in the middle of the Earth. How did these ancients even catch wind that this might have happened? Well, I'm not really sure, but, you know, the victors or the survivors usually write history. And evidently they were so moved by this that they spent a considerable amount of their gross national product 
as it were, to build edifices to it, to build cities and architecture and great works of stone and diverse places, mountains and deserts. And I, I started to see this common line between all of them, even though they really didn't know each other. But one of the, the common themes was they were building this for, for now, for this time. And I thought to myself, why in the world would people in a jungle or people in an Arctic area or people in the desert build something for a society that's not going to live for two, 2,000 or 1,500 years in the future? And when you talked about Brooks, that it was a collision uh, a long ago and also only 6,000 years ago, does that sound interesting with the 6,000-year Earth people who, who, who believe the planet's only 6,000 years old? Yeah, I think that there is some truth in both camps where people believe that, you know, Earth is just 6,000 years old and others, you know, geologically speaking, are saying, nope, 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 the Earth is 4.5 billion years old. Everyone knows that. They're both right. Both camps are right. And when you start to blend these things together, everything that we were studying at JPL and have launched I don't know, several dozen space missions to prove or disprove, everything seems to support that idea. Now, we had humans on this planet 6,000 years ago, so let's assume they witnessed a collision. It must have been the scariest thing they ever saw. Well, no doubt about it. And keep in mind that all the people that knew how to do stuff, if there, if there was a grand civilization on this planet, and I think that those... Civilizations go way back, back beyond 6,000 years, maybe 100,000 or 500,000 or 5 million years there were zeniths of people on this planet. Once the people that know how to do stuff are killed off, the last thing on their mind is trying to keep an accurate history. The first thing on their mind is, how do I get through the next day? Now, what do you think about the flood of Noah? What might have caused that? Well, there, and, and we and take think, the Bible out of it for a moment. Yeah, I think what we're talking about here is a a water planet or a planet that's largely water colliding with a planet that is largely rock and metal. And as the two planets come together, of course, it's cataclysmic. It takes practically a year for the waters to settle into the low areas of the Earth and the mountains to form islands and continents and whatever. Um, this, this is what you see. And then there are models of the Earth, planetary core geology models, that show that all of the continental shelves, not necessarily the part that's above water, but the part that's below water too, all those continental shelves fit together on all sides, which means that the planet once was much smaller than it is right now, much smaller, maybe a third its current size. So if we're the same mass, but we're larger, it means that we're rotating slower because of conservation of momentum. But it also means that there's a void between a solid core and a solid crust. And all of the measurements that we're making from space in the ocean and using seismology seem to back that theory up. Hmm. Is the planet in any danger because of this? Well, that's... Can we explode, for example? Well, I don't think we're going to explode. Planets 
when they're formed, we believe, because we don't really have enough observation time to actually see this process completed, but we can see this in various stages in our galaxy. We believe planets are formed in these giant accretion disks, these giant spinning clouds of gas. And over billions of years, what happens is along a Fibonacci uh, set of orbits, planets form around a center greater mass, which eventually becomes the center star. Planets do one of three things. They either spin really fast as they get smaller and smaller, like an ice skater you know, pulling her arms in, that they explode, or they get lopsided and they spin a piece of themselves off to form a moon. We have an evidence of that in our own solar system with Venus and Mercury. Or they begin to expand and cool and expand and cool and expand and cool, and as they do, the crust begins to slow down and, and to achieve a much lower temperature, but the core keeps spinning at its original speed. And that appears to be what has happened to Earth. Now, in one of your books, Remembering the Future, you talk about the cumulative consciousness of mankind having an effect on the planet itself. I believe that's possible, but what did you mean by it? <clears throat> well, if... And this is, a, this is kind of a big syllogism, but... If Earth is this living thing, this kind of uh, combination of higher spirit energy and this lower temporal energy, there is a belief that the life on this planet, which is, which is quite rare, I mean, we could go uh, several hundred light years in every direction. We don't see another Earth. There's no planet with this plethora of life, you know, millions and millions of species of life on it there's there's a consciousness of the planet itself and there's a theory and it makes a lot of sense that the human consciousness on the earth in small numbers has a small effect on this consciousness of the planet but in large numbers has a large effect on the consciousness of the planet it turns out and it makes logical sense that there's a symbiosis between the planet itself and the consciousness of the living beings on it. And of course, all of the species on Earth are not conscious that they're conscious, except for humans. So when we populate the planet in large numbers, our conscious consciousness is having an effect on the planet. In other words, if we live well and we're kind to each other, the planet responds. If we don't live well and we're mean to each other or we're, we're evil, let's just say, right. that also has an effect on the planet. And the planet has shown throughout history to have an allergic reaction. Do, do you Would think you? the one can be as, in, as important as the many with consciousness? Well, it's for sure that the prayers of a righteous man availeth much. So there are uh, no two consciousnesses that are equal. Some are very great, and some of them are, you know, barely uh, aware, of, or barely self-aware. But when we pool the consciousness together, when we begin to have a like mind about something, we begin to have very great effects 
on a variety of energy levels of the planet. And that goes for good or for ill. Hmm. Well, I've always believed that a very dedicated, strong individual has incredible powers. Well, it's uh, positive powers. history. Every single movement, it doesn't matter what it is, they're all started by one or two people. They're not started by groups. You're exactly right. What do you see next, Brooks, for humanity? With the direction we're still on. Well, I, I don't know what direction we're on, because it's kind of chaotic <laughs> right now. It's clear that we have two forces at work. We have one which is, you know, sort of a, let's just call it a seed of Lucifer, which seems to be bent on destruction or destruction of everything that competes against it for one reason or another. And we have another that's very creative and very uh, concerned about living in harmony with the planet, living in harmony with one another. But by nature, they are of two different energy levels. The wicked one or the evil one, they're, they're very rampant. I mean, they, they're out there with sticks and with, you know, torches and knives, whereas the people who want benevolent things to the planet are very peaceful, very cheek-turning people, very patient and long-suffering. And the two energies are not compatible with one another, that's for sure. So, but that direction that you talked about is very important. And that's why I think that in the last 22 years, let's say, since 1996, when the Internet became high speed, let's say, what began to happen to the, the neural network of humanity, all of humanity, is it began to change. Not just the adults, but the children that were born into that new connectedness began to change. We began to, our, our knowledge base, our community began to grow and began to be almost international. Uh, uh, we made friends. I mean, my gosh, look at the friends that have been made in the last 22 years. Look at your program. You're reaching tonight, what, 20 million people live? This has never been this way before on the earth. So we're affecting that that direction. And you know, I've, I've always said everything we do will eventually affect the universe. So we should do it on purpose. And we are. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.